if you really can have it all. No, really. What if everything you think you desire is only a starting point for the life you're truly capable of creating? On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, we playfully explore topics from money to magic, healing to wholeness, creation, relationship, business, and more. There's no place we won't go. Nothing too wacky or weird in the quest to live as grand a life as possible. Hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stauffer are the embodiment of opposites attract. And the result is true synergistic power. Partnered in love and in business, they're taking co-creation to a whole new level. Join Megan and Suzanne for Love, Life, and All Things Weird, where we will talk about living a life that's inspired, overflowing, and completely awesome. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Love, Life, and All Things Weird with your host, Megan and Suzanne. Hello, Suzanne. Good are you, why are you giggling already? What has happened? I'm always, always laughing at your technology shenanigans. Always. It's always like, you know, we're supposed to call in five minutes for the show, you know, to make sure our sound is good and everything, right? And it's always like crickets, you know? And so our producers are always like, um, are you coming? And then I, almost always I get on first. And so then our producers are talking to me and they're like, is Megan coming? I'm like, um, you know, Megan. She'll arrive soon enough, soon enough, you know, so it's like 10 seconds before the show begins and there's Megan. (laughs) So just a sneak peek for all of you behind the scenes. This is what happens every week. And I was saying to Rhonda, our producer, how amazing it is right over the last eight years, how chill and relaxed and allowing and forgiving I have been, you know, like I'm just in this state of like, oh, look at cute Megan doing her normal shenanigans of not getting on for the show. You know, it's like, it's amazing what can happen. <laughs> I know, but you know, the thing about it is, is that I'm in mad scientist mode before the show. And it's like I'm I'm catching energies and I'm, you know, and it's like, Sometimes those shenanigans um, work out really well for the listeners. I know. I know. I just want to say. It's kind of. Yeah, it's like your alchemy, your crazy alchemical uh, magic insanity that creates um, way, way more. I like this is what I've come to over the years is that it may look like havoc. It may look like the most intense disorganization but it's actually magic in the making so exactly i just just get to be in the energy of it and like flow and surrender as the feminine that i truly be (laughs) so good well and look at you in forgiveness i know right right which is the topic of our show today, is forgiveness. Yes, yes. And mm-hmm. I would say especially forgiveness of ourselves. Um, you know, like what in your past are you holding yourself hostage to? What do you regret? You know, like what if you were living today as if you had no past and that you were just simply choosing 
and aligning with what was true in this 10 seconds? Um, what if you didn't have any points of view about you or anybody else? You know, what if you could actually just let go um, and clear? I mean, I love that part of the copy that you created um, this last week about the, rig- the original meaning of the word forgive. Um, and it means to clear. Um, and so I think so many times we see forgiveness as this intense, dramatic, incredibly difficult process. And sometimes it is. Um, but it's, um, it can also be a choice, um, you know, to forgive. And it can be a choice to let go. And it can be actually quite easeful and flowy. Um, and almost simple, you know, and I think I can speak for myself where I've made especially um, my forgiveness of myself a very challenging, hard uh, process, <laughs> you know, that that hasn't been an easy road, <laughs> you know, um, and I, because especially, um I think for me, with with regards to relationship, right, and especially romantic relationship, having been in many, many relationships, being married and divorced twice and engaged and broken up from my fiancés twice, and, um, you know, having kind of like a very uh, interesting um, road with regards to relationship, there's a lot in that area specifically for me where I could go down the road of, regret. I could go down the road of not forgiving myself for the choices that I've made or for the results of, quote, not having a successful relationship, right? And so um, for me, this show um, has been an opportunity to look at those places where I'm still holding on to judgment of myself of the past, um, and specifically of the of my past in relationship. So I love this topic, and I think um, we're going to have a lot of fun with it today, and a lot of like um, we've we've gone into the archives and brought out some really cool stuff from um, Gay and Katie Hendricks from their work, um, and I don't know what's in store. Going to be cool, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Totally cool. Um, something that that um, that I'm really aware of with regards to this is that, you know, to me, when when there's something or someone outside of us that we can't forgive, it's generally related to something that we're not forgiving within ourselves from this lifetime or some other lifetime. So in my my worldview is that the work to be done is really self-forgiveness. And as that occurs, then we become a space of allowance for others when we go through and we're willing to really sort of look at ourselves and, and you know, the energy that we've created and been. And, you know, it is my point of view that we've all been basically been and done almost everything you could possibly imagine in one lifetime or another and so just hold ourselves or anybody else hostage to that when it's all been part of a growth process for us and the planet is just silly. And at the end of the day, the things that we hold ourselves hostage for 
um, it's actually really irresponsible to hold on to them because it and it's unaccountable to hold on to them. We think we see we've 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 been taught that accountability equals guilt, right? It's like you know it's like you know who knocked over that lamp? And it's like you're sitting there shaking, looking up at you know mom or dad, going, oh god, I didn't do it, you know. And it's like you, you we learn that accountability meant we're in trouble. Accountability meant guilt. Accountability meant all this stuff. And actually, when you're holding on to something, when you're still judging yourself or blaming yourself for something, it actually has you not move forward. It's actually very unaccountable because if you look at, okay, this is what happened, this is what I felt about it, right? And you're able to, like, move through the feelings. We're going to talk about that because that's a very integral part to forgiveness. Um and go, okay, cool, what did I learn from this and what do I want to take forward? That's actually accountability. But if we're holding ourselves hostage to some past, to something that we've done, we're actually still in that past. We have not cleared it, and we're still swirling and swilling in the past. And so that actually is super irresponsible. Number one, it's toxic. So we're putting toxic energy onto the planet. We're putting toxic energy into our bodies. And we're actually not... Um, allowing the awareness of that experience to um, teach us, to open us, to expand us in any way. So we stay basically shut down and constricted in the past. And, and how is that accountable? That's just dumb. Like when you really look well, at it in that way, it's just dumb. Yeah. And what I would say is that if you are if you are living from the past and you're not actually in forgiveness, um, then you create another experience that can sometimes be almost identical to that past experience. And I see this a lot in my Akashic Record readings, right, where people will be in a pattern or a situation where I see that this happened in a past life, like, and sometimes many, many times, because part of the learning process is accountability, true accountability and forgiveness. And so if you aren't in accountability and true forgiveness, then you create the same or similar type of situation so that you can learn that lesson. So it's like the universe kind of, uh, hits you up with the two by four again and again and saying, hey, are you going to learn it this time? Hey, are you going to let go of that this time? You know, hey, are you going to forgive yourself this time? You know, so it's uh, sometimes, you know, we're slow learners. We have to have like a hundred lifetimes, you know, of doing the same thing, um, you know. So, um yeah, and I and I do want to talk more about what what it means to be accountable, um, because I do think and, and being responsible, right? Because I think there's two things that happen when something goes down. Um, for some of us, um, we take we feel really bad and wrong, and we actually take two hundred percent of the accountability. It's like we almost blame ourselves for the situation, like completely. We put it all on ourselves and we bring all that heaviness into our bodies. And that's like a really, a very kind of wormhole to go down, right? I mean, I think for me, that's what I did for so long 
is that I didn't actually know what accountability was. I just felt bad and wrong. It's kind of like I was punished as a child for doing something wrong. And so I would just go into the wrongness and judgment. And in, in that moment, I would feel like it was all my fault, right? So I would take 200% while at the same time defending um, against, you know, the person. So, you know, this happened a lot earlier in our relationship and Megan and my relationship where she would say, hey, like she'd give me feedback or she'd give me this thing of how she felt about a situation or something. And I would go immediately into the wrongness of me. And I would, uh, on the outside, I would be defending and I would be saying to her, well, I, well, I did this, but you did that, right? That's kind of how I would, you know, navigate the conversation. But inside of me, I was taking on 200% of the energy. I was making myself so bad and wrong and judgmental of myself, which um, which actually isn't true accountability. And then, you know, it wasn't until I calmed down or thought about it or came back to the conversation later where I could kind of let go of that 100%, climb out of wrongness um, and judgment of myself and condemnation of myself and get to a place of true accountability where I was like, yes, this is my 100% right here. Um, and that's it. Like, I don't even have to say what your 100% is. I just know what my 100% is. And it's it, it's such a different energy because um, it's not about blame, game, blame, shame, guilt, or regret. It's, it's, a, it's actually just like, yes, I did this. Um, and what I'm, in a way, what I'm, taking from this the takeaway that I have for this is this and this is what I'm going to work on in the future um would you what what would you say would you say there's more about accountability that you would want to add to that Megan Hmm. well to me to me accountability is simply it's not what it's kind of meant to be in this reality like, okay, this is my fault and this is your fault because there's no such thing as wrong, right? And in a way, like, it's kind of sad that we even have to have such a thing as forgiveness because it's actually created from a construct called there's right and wrong, right? Yeah. And the truth is is that we have operated from that construct, so it is, like, it, it, the origin of the word, which actually really just means to clear it, is is useful when you we've been living under this construct of right and wrong and for me it's the just the willingness to gain the awareness and or the learning of an experience that's what true accountability is is like okay cool i made this choice what am i aware of here what did it create what did this choice create so for instance is like in a relationship when there's a conflict right and you're holding on to um you're like, I'm right, and this is my, this is what you did, and this is what I did, and you're like kind of holding that in place. Um, what you got to take a look at is is you being right actually creating what you're intending to create. So mm -hmm. is me being right actually, and even even if you say, yes, Megan, you're right, did that actually create any closeness? If my intention mm -hmm. is connection and closeness, 
then did me holding on to being right or trying not to be wrong actually create that? And to me, that's what accountability is. It's not accountability to somebody else's or some other thing or some other person's right or wrong. It's like, did I create what I set out to create here, right? And I made these choices, and this is what those choices created, and being available and aware of what it is what actually was created by my choice? Not right and wrong, just what was created by my choice. And what do I want to adjust anything? Do I want to change anything? Would I choose? Would I like to choose something different now that I have that awareness? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I really like that. In I mean, relationship, would... go ahead. Yeah. yeah. What I would say, like for me, you know, with when I was married to my first husband, um, I at the end of our marriage, I ended up having an affair. And it was something that took me probably about eight years to forgive myself for, right? Because um, my affair, you know, dot, 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 created the end of our relationship, dot, dot, dot. And I was, you know, created so much pain in his world, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? So there was this place where I was in shame and guilt and judgment of myself for years because of that series of choices. Um, and, and so that's an, that's an example of going into the wrongness and judgment and actually not true accountability, you know, because if I'm coming from a place of shame um, and guilt and regret, it's not actually, it's not actually accountability. It's just, it's just condemnation, self-judgment. So for, so that so in the process of forgiving myself, it was like taking a look at the whole story and looking at what the consequences of that of that choice was for me and how that all played out and um, seeing how I created it and how he created it um, and forgiving myself um, and actually asking for forgiveness for him like from you know with him like from a place of clearing right not from a place of like i'm bad and wrong from like but like a place of i had an agreement i had um a a a marriage contract and we had a monogamous relationship and i broke that agreement um and so i'm here acknowledging that right with you and so at the time, you know, when it all came out, um, you know, there was all kinds of wailing and tears and blah, 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 and him being angry and me being wrong and whatever, right? And and me shaming myself and apologizing from this place of wrongness, right? But years later, we had a conversation, what I would say was the real conversation, the clearing conversation, the actual healing conversation, where I came to him and said, hey, you know what, I've been working a lot on this and this is, you know, this is what's true about, about that. And I just, you know, I just want to apologize for breaking that agreement. Um, And it was a really healing because in that moment he said to me, you know, like in truth, Suzanne, I was just like a complete asshole in our marriage. And I understand what, brought that all about and you know what created what what I did to create that 
And it was one of the most healing conversations of my life. But it took years for me to actually um, get to that place of true accountability. Um, and so that's the story of the difference between, you know, uh, making yourself bad and wrong and actually true accountability. So um, we're going to talk way more <laughs> about forgiveness. We got to go on break. So you're listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird, and we'll be back. Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and changemaker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Do you want the world to be greater? Are you a seeker and do you know more is possible? Together, we can make it happen. Join us for the 22nd Century Consciousness Showcase. More than 20 movers and shakers in the world of empowerment will unveil their strategies for creating dynamic future success. All our speakers will invite and inspire you with their visions in the exciting world of consciousness. Each of them have put together amazing promotional packages with extraordinary pricing. It will be available to you just for participating with us. The showcase begins June 11th and runs through June 15th. Join us at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com to never miss any of the amazing video conversations and fabulous offerings. We look forward to creating the future consciousness with you. This is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stopper. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group, Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everybody, to Love Life and All Things Weird. We are talking about forgiveness. And I was before the break, I was talking about my personal experience with having an affair with my first marriage. Um, and it's a really interesting thing because now I, very, I speak very openly about my affair um, to my clients, to um, in relationship to people that I'm dating. Like, it's not something that I hide. Um, and that is also a, a really good um, <laughs> evidence, so to speak, that you've cleared all your stuff on it and that you're actually in a place of forgiveness when you are very free and open with it, you know, and it's, it's coming from a place of neutrality. The thing that I didn't say about it is that that affair and the man that came into my life that I had the affair with was such an incredible gift to me because I would not have left my marriage if he wouldn't have come into my life in that way. And I absolutely, the, my highest and best good was to leave my marriage. It was actually in the highest best good for me, for my husband, and for my children. You could ask all of them, and they would all say that it was an incredibly um, good thing that we got divorced. 
Um, and so it was actually the most correct and best choice for me, even though um, it took me coming, going out of my own integrity um, at the time and breaking my agreement and my marriage agreement in order to do that. So, um, so, it, 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 there, the, so the result of it was actually really awesome. At this point in my life, you know, when I make agreements, I'm, I'm, I have so much more awareness about what about me wanting to keep those agreements, right? And what it feels like to be in integrity in an agreement. Um, because that was a really hard part of that experience for me is that I did not like the hiding and the lying and the distrust that I had of myself and of him um, and of our relationship and, and what it created. There was so much about that that felt so heavy and so uh, so out of alignment to who I am as a person. So that was also the part of that that really taught me so much about me and about what was true for me with agreements. And so, you know, now I don't, like, if, if I have an agreement, it's, it's one that I do my very best to keep. And if um, and if I can't honor that agreement, then I renegotiate that agreement. Um, and it's really important me for me to do that. Um, so, uh, so we were talking on break, Megan and I, and we really want to clear the shit that we all have on the word accountability because like when you say accountable or responsible um it's literally like all the rebels in the room <laughs> freak out so so all of your judgments conclusions and computations and everything that you've made accountability and responsibility um, everything you've made it be that it's not. Can we uncreate and destroy all of that, please? Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> right, wrong. Good, bad, pot, talk, all night, trick, boys and beyonds. And everywhere that being accountable or responsible means that you're bad and wrong um, and that you are that you should feel shame, guilt, and regret. Can we uncreate and destroy all of that, please? Yes. Yes, yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all night, trick, boys and beyonds. Uh, and can you tune into the energy of, you know, personal, maybe ownership, right? We were thinking maybe ownership would be energetically a word that might land a little bit better than accountability, um, given the history well, can I say of, of that word. Of course, love. I think, thank you. I think that, that accountability and responsibility it has been associated with an authority shoving something down our throat. Mm -hmm. And like a parent saying, well, this is your accountability. When we were little, we actually, I, I think there's some great new parenting tools out there right now where, where the parent asks the child what their, what their accountability should be. But for most of us, accountability meant what someone else thought we should feel bad for what we think, yeah. what they think we did wrong. There's actually no yeah. freaking ownership, truly, in the word. For most people, for most of us, there actually isn't real ownership in the word accountability or in the word responsibility. And so mm -hmm. I like that's why I like the word ownership because it's like, okay, what did that? It, in my kind of language, is what did that create for me? Cool, awesome. Mm -hmm. Not right, wrong. Not good, bad. Not an assessment, not a judgment, but just, okay, cool. 
<laughs> I got a, I got a shit sandwich out of that. Good news. Good to know. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, what I like mm-hmm. to choose now, right? And so, um, to really like look at being like a in full ownership or full authorship of one's life mm-hmm. is, I think, a really great way to look at that. And and actually, it's a super important key to forgiveness. Because until you get, until we get, and we're all in some, like, (laughs) process of getting to this place of realizing that we actually, every aspect of our life is essentially um, created by us. Every, everything, there's nothing that's ever happened, nothing that's ever come in that we actually didn't have some kind of a, uh, a space for it, even if it wasn't a conscious creation. Um, and that's the other thing here, you guys, because if, if there's stuff you haven't forgiven yourself for and it's being stored in that biocomputer called your subconscious and, and you go on autopilot for a minute, that subconscious is going to be the, the frequency and the energy from which you are creating. And so the stuff that we've stored there are bad and wrong and not enough and look at me, I screwed up my life and what a failure I am and blah, blah, blah. That will actually be the thing that is creating our life. And that's why sometimes it's like, well, I didn't ask for this to happen. Well, actually you're in being unconscious, you actually became a space for it to occur even though you didn't consciously create it. So in in changing this and in actually getting to total forgiveness of oneself, you actually have to get that it it's all been created by you. And that I mean that's that's a lot to chew, you know, and I and I think maybe this might be a good time to like look at the instant enlightenment sheet that we mm-hmm. that we're gonna play with them today. Maybe you could like leave yeah. that out. Yeah, absolutely. So this is um, work from the Hendricks Institute. Um, and if you want more information about that, you can go to Hendricks.com. Um, but um, there's this, basically, there's two choices, right? The choice of I choose to experience life as a victim, or I choose to experience life as a person with true creative power. Um, and w- their premise and our premise is, is that you can make a quantum jump in your well-being and your success by getting really good at shifting from victim thinking and acting to owning um, and to true creative power. So when we think of ourselves as a victim, we put ourselves in a powerless position, and then we try to manipulate other people into giving us what we think we want. And we use lots of different strategies for that, whining and being aggressive or becoming needy. um, And, you know, really what the Hendricks say is that in, you know, 40 years of, of transformation experience with thousands and tens of thousands of people, they've never seen a single instance where thinking and acting as a victim made anybody happy. Um, and so when we actually operate from true creative power, uh, we come from a place of creation. We think of ourselves as equals with others, and we act um, to empower ourselves while simultaneously empowering others. So we live in the question of how can I contribute to all of us having a better life, right? Um, and when it's so interesting when we get into our cross brains, how 
so quickly that all goes away and we go into the um, drama triangle of victim, villain, hero, you know, and you're making me feel this way and you did this and therefore this is why I did what I did, right? Um, so many, many people erroneously think that they can kind of wait and pick and choose depending on the situation, like evaluate it, like, yes, this, this one, this one, I really was victimized. Like it really wasn't my fault you know, um, and this one, okay, maybe it was like half my fault. And this is something that I used to do all the time. I would literally like create a percentage in my mind of how much I was accountable for the fight or the conflict or whatever went down. I'd be like, well, I was about 30% responsible for that, <laughs> which was really, really fun, right? Like that computation, <laughs> And that quantification, as you can imagine, it went really, really well in my relationships when I would do that. <laughs> so, so I loved it. Is... It was epic. <laughs> I would say it out loud sometimes, huh? I'd be like, well, uh -huh. I mean, I feel like the majority of this is on you. I feel like it's like an 80% you and a 20% me. I would totally say that. Which is like completely like unaccountable, truly, because again, it's my 100%. If something happened, it's my 100%. There's no 30% or 50%. I'm the one that's creating it. <laughs> you know? So partially blaming me and mostly blaming the other person is not accountability. Cute, cute. Yes, Willow from the chat room. It was very cute, but not very bright. And it didn't create a lot of connection or intimacy in my relationships. So, you know, the opportunity for all of you listening is because the first step is in a commitment. It's a commitment to actually being in choosing, choosing to be in ownership and choosing to be a person with true creative power. And it's, and sometimes just even saying it aloud or writing it on a piece of paper is very powerful because it's like a signal to the universe of like, yes, here's my choice. This is what I'm choosing. So what I'd love for everybody to do is just get a piece of paper and um, a pen and, and write down um, your commitment. So, the, the an easy way to do that would be just like I, and then put your name, I, Suzanne Stoffer, choose to experience life. Do you choose to experience life as a person with true creative power or use your own words in true ownership or whatever, whatever feels, or do you choose to experience your life as a victim? <laughs> I hope that nobody, I hope that people don't choose that. <laughs> choose to write down that they experience their life as a victim. But that's also a valid choice. There's no right or wrong here. <laughs> so it's all about choose and then see well, what shows up, right? <laughs> I think it's I think it's important to write both of the statements out because like this is yeah. actually I just want to give credit. This is actually a handout from the Hendrix and you can find them on Hendrix.com. Um it's called the the worksheet's called Instant Enlightenment, right? It's the choice that creates enlightenment. And the the one of the um the ways that I actually say this is if there's a turd in the space you put it there. Meaning that if you're having an emotional reaction, you created it. It's based on your it's based on your points of view, it's based on your uh, uh way that you see the world. It's like four people could see the same accident that could all feel and see something entirely different. Because 
their response to the accident has to do with their construct. So anytime there's something happening in you, be it in a relationship conversation, be it in life, then it's, it, you put it there. There's a turd in the space, you put it there. And I think it's super powerful to actually see, write down the phrase, I choose to experience life as a victim. And underneath that put, I choose to experience uh, life as a person with true creative power so that you can actually see that in every moment you're actually choosing uh, one or the other, right? It's like, mm -hmm. I mean, there's still times, probably even within the last 48 hours, where I was choosing to see something as a victim, right? This is, mm -hmm. and I, you know, speaking of forgiveness, like, can we all forgive ourselves for not forgiving ourselves for being and playing the victim? Mm -hmm. And everything mm -hmm. that brings up, unless down, can we uncreate and destroy it? Right, wrong, good, bad, pot mm -hmm. and pock, all nine boys, shorts and men. So, so the I, so this has been to to my awareness is is that this is one of the strongholds of this reality. We've been we've mm -hmm. been taught, bought, and sold the idea that there are perpetrators and victims. And I mean, our courts are full of it, our movies are full of it, our families are full of it. It's like one of the. I mean, I've been a coach in in working in personal growth for myself for over 22 years. And, you know, as I said, within the last 48 hours, I've probably done something victim, you know. And mm -hmm. it's just, it's it's insipid. Like, it's in everything. It's in every part of us. And so, like, I'm so excited to do this show and, and that I remembered about this handout because I want to do this handout again because it's like every time we go, no, like, I'm the wizard. I'm the creator. And that's the fun part. Like, I think it's also about having funner words, right? Because it's like, I'm accountable. How fucking boring. Sorry. Boring is I forgive myself for saying F-bomb on the radio. Right, wrong, good, bad. Okay. So, <laughs> oh, no. So, um, like, but if you think about, oh, I'm going to be the wizard of my reality. Wizard doesn't play any victim. Mm -hmm. A wizard just goes, hmm, what new energy do I need? What new potion? What? I, I get to manipulate this situation and change this situation. What's happening here, you know? It's like, I think we just need to have funner words. And that's why I like a person of true creative power. I like the word ownership. I like the word, I like the idea of being the author of my life. So what would be fun mm -hmm. to you? You know, do you want to be the mm -hmm. wizard of your life? Do you want to be the warlock of your life? Do you want to be the, the queen of your life? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, what word represents, I'm a badass, I got this, I'm creating my life on my terms. What is that word? Because that word needs to be exciting enough for you to choose it. I choose mm -hmm. to be accountable. Not that fun. <laughs> World according to Megan. Not that exciting. Not really. So by, <laughs> so by putting those two phrases side to side, and again, like choose how you want to talk about being a person of creative power. Make it interesting to you, right? Mm -hmm. And then write the phrase, I choose to experience life as a victim. And literally write it out. I, Megan Sulato, choose to experience life as the wizard, the creative wizard I truly be. And then sign it and date it. Like, for real. And if you really want to take it to the next level, say it <laughs> in front of somebody and have them sign it as a witness. Mm -hmm. And if you That's really fun. want to take it to the next level, 
If you really want to take it to the next level, do that with your partner. <laughs> you know, like, no, uh, I'm choosing to to really claim and own every experience that occurs inside of my universe, inside of my world. And what that, what that means is to just be available for the awareness and learning of that experience and to claim it as my creation. So I don't know. I mean, you can do this on break when, because we're going on break. So it might be the perfect opportunity for you to actually do this exercise because it's super powerful. Thinking about it, um, even talking about it, is awesome and actually writing it down and doing it and feeling what comes up is even greater so um so yes we're gonna come back on break and tell you about an awesome awesome showcase um that's coming up this starting this week that megan and i are, are involved in so we'll be talking more about that and we have a commercial about it too so listen to the commercial and then come back and talk about it are you looking for a place to create connect and belong where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and changemaker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Do you want the world to be greater? Are you a seeker and do you know more is possible? Together, we can make it happen. Join us for the 22nd Century Consciousness Showcase. More than 20 movers and shakers in the world of empowerment will unveil their strategies for creating dynamic future success. All our speakers will invite and inspire you with their visions in the exciting world of consciousness. Each of them have put together amazing promotional packages with extraordinary pricing that will be available to you just for participating with us. The showcase begins June 11th and runs through June 15th. Join us at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com to never miss any of the amazing video conversations and fabulous offerings. We look forward to creating the future consciousness with you. This is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group, Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everybody, to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. So um, let's talk about... Do you want to talk about what's happening at the showcase? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, we are, everybody that is on this network, I believe, is going to be interviewed by Christine and maybe Rhonda. I'm not, I'm not sure of, I'm not good detail girl, but let me give you the big vision. We will be interviewed mm. next week at 
6 o'clock Eastern Time on the showcase, and it's Conscious Conversations of the 22nd Century, and it's really about looking at what it is that we're creating um, and how we're creating it for the future. And like, to me, it's like one, I think one of my blind spots has always been like creating for the now. And I find that that really, in the one hand, is super powerful because I'm being in the now moment. I'm being present. I'm being like, I think that's one of my superpowers is presence. And <laughs> if I don't create in the now with the awareness of future and what the future requires, and, you know, this is kind of part of, you know, being a creator is looking at, hey, you know, what what choices am I making? How is that impacting not just what's happening right now but the actual future? And so, mm. like, I love this conversation because it's like if we can look at, like, the – about consciousness in the 22nd century and actually open up to receive the energy of that possibility and actually allow us it to contribute to us now, how much faster are we going to leap consciousness? How, like, a, that would be a quantum shift in consciousness. That's why I'm excited mm-hmm. about this showcase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you have to sign up. Um, for the series and so there's a link um, below if you're listening to the replay and Rhonda can you put in the link into the chat room for our chat roomers Um, and our particular um, conversation that we're doing is June 13th um, at 6 p.m. Eastern time so that's 4 p.m. Mountain time so that's um, when our particular conversation is happening so um, definitely sign up for it because I, I mean, it's when I feel into the energy of, of this this showcase, this conversation, I literally feel like I'm on drugs. I feel like I go into this like space and energy that's just like, you know, like that feels so expansive, but I don't have any words. It's like, I don't even know what's going to happen, <laughs> but it's going to be like, like a drug trip, I think. <laughs> So come come be on drugs with us. <laughs> yes, and remember that you will have to sign up for it. It's totally free, but you do have to register for it to get the call in information for each and it's like I mean ours is just one of I think probably twenty conversations. I don't actually know how many how many um are in the showcase, but it's a bunch of us. Let's just say a bunch of twenty five. Twenty second 25, 22nd century conversations on everything. I mean, one of the things I love about this network is that there's so many uh, topics being discussed uh, in a conscious way, you know, from um, animals and parenting and sexuality and, um, you know, like a relationship and, and money and business and like, wow, like what if we could really up-level to the 22nd century now and what's actually available in the future and how could we up-level to that now and create something even greater for the 22nd century? That's super exciting. Mm-hmm. So please register and come play with us. It's free, yo. Mm-hmm. Cool. So back to forgiveness. <laughs> 
Can we just uncreate and destroy everything we have on the word forgive as well? Because I feel like there's this, such this religious connotation to the word mm-hmm. forgiveness and forgive. And there's such kind of a heavy mantle around forgiveness. So can we uncreate and destroy all that, please? <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pock, all nine, shirts, boys and beyonds. Because, again, talking about clearing the energy, the true you know, the true word is about clearing. Um, and if we can get into a place of neutrality um, and clear space, then what choice do we have in front of us? So um, so all of your judgments and conclusions and computations and Pez Jr.'s about forgiveness and about where you haven't forgiven yourself or where you haven't forgiven others um, and just all the heaviness surrounding, surrounding forgiveness. Can we uncreate and destroy all that? Yes. Yes, yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, my interest, boys and beyonds. So I would like people, like, I'd like to take, like, a real-life thing that people haven't forgiven themselves for and actually take people through a process of clearing some energy on it so that they can move mm-hmm. forward. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, can we do it? Let's do it. We got right, like good. five minutes. We can do it. I know. Let's do it. <laughs> so I'd like everybody to take something that you're holding yourself hostage for. And it could be even something like, I mean, a lot of people go into this place of something that they did, but sometimes it's things you haven't done, right? So it's like like an area in your life that you haven't chosen to go for it when you know you want to. You know, it could be like, oh, like, you know, um, I had a chance and I didn't take it. Or, you know, it's not necessarily something that you did, like, that you think is wrong, you know. Um, Like, for me, I have a hard time forgiving myself for when I'm not conscious, when I don't do things in a conscious manner, you know, because I'm a coach. I should always be conscious, you know. (laughs) So whatever that is, for you, just bring it present could be several things. Just that place that you're still holding yourself as less than, not enough, wrong, um, stuck, why can't I get this? Um, it could be for not creating money. I mean, it could be for all anything, right? Just, just bring something forward for yourself. And bring some sensitive curious attention to the energy and the sensations that thinking about this thing creates in your body. Like, look at where this is in your body, where you're holding it in your body. Where are the sensations and where is the energy in your body? Hmm. Yeah. Can you, can you, um, Suzanne, would you be willing to share what's happening in your body so people kind of know what I'm talking to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just feel a lot of intensity in my heart. Mm, cool. And how would you describe that intensity? If that intensity were just little bits of energy, which, by the way, uh, as energy moves through our body, it really is just bits of information, bits of energy. Now, we might call it sad or angry or whatever, um, but it's actually just bits of energy If we if we get out of the definition of it. Right? So what are the bits, what is it that you're calling intensity? How are the bits expressing themselves? 
Mm, it just feels like kind of like a rock um, that's like um, as big as a cantaloupe. Or maybe like <laughs> make a little smaller than that. And it just is like heavy. Like it just feels really heavy on my heart. Um, and it's just, uh, it. I mean, I would say that it's a kind of a combination of grief, um, regret, sadness. Okay. Cool. So, um, would you be willing to just repeat the following? Mm-hmm. I forgive myself for not forgiving myself. I forgive myself for not forgiving myself for. for you could just you don't have to say the the thing, but just say for holding on to this for whatever, however you want to say it. Hmm. I forgive myself for not forgiving myself for holding on to this and holding on to my past. Cool. So say it one more time and really like say it like with like, yes, I really am choosing to clear this like for real. I forgive myself for not forgiving myself for holding on to the wrongness of me for my Uh past choices and um, reactions because because the truth is fill in the blank because the truth is is that I was doing the best that I knew how in that moment given everything Yeah. Giving the tools okay, that I so. had at the time. Mm-hmm. So now what I want you to do is just breathe, take a really deep breath in through your nose, into that space in your chest, and blow it out like this. <sighs> and do that three times. <sighs> How does that feel? Lighter. Cool. Okay, so we only have a few seconds to the end of the show. (laughs) Listen to the show again. Take yourself through the processes we just did on anything and everything. It will free you up. And thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week, everybody. Thank you for listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. We will be back next Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Be sure to tune in for more tips and tools on how to claim your marvelous, magical life. 